couple of years ago, my husband and I were at an event where there were several people talking and one person got up on stage and they were talking about how successful they had been in their business. And they said that their wife, who was up there on stage with them, was a huge asset to them being the successful because the wife then at that point spoke and said, I would tell my husband if he got home before 11 p.m. that he needed to get his butt back out there and keep working because I was going to get the car that I wanted as my push present when I delivered our second child. And now look at us. We have $10 million a year. They showed this picture of their house and how it had this pool and tennis courts and all of this stuff. And there were people standing up at the end of it, applauding and cheering, saying, yes, this is the life I want. And Rob and I stayed seated on the front row, just looking at each other and saying, we've got to get out of here. (laughs) This is not not our people. (laughs) No. But I was thinking the whole time, this is destined for divorce. Mm -hmm. Everything about this story is going to end up. They think they're happy now. It is very short-lived. They are about to be very unhappy in life. So can work come between a husband and a wife or between parents and children? Well, let's talk about that for a few minutes. Hi, I'm Dr. Joe Beam with Marriage Helper. The lady you've been listening to is Kimberly Holmes. You probably already know her. She is our CEO. Kimberly, I have heard so many stories like that. Mm. I remember once sitting in an audience again, and, and there was a realtor who was up making a speech. Mm-hmm. And he said that when his kids were teenagers, they said to him, Dad, we never are around you. We never see you anymore. He said, so I put them into the car. He had a big, nice Mercedes. I put them into my car. I drove them over to the slums Mm -hmm. and I stopped and I said, see those people there? I can either stop working all the time and we can live here or I can still be gone all the time and we can live where we live and you can have your own cars when you turn 16 and et cetera. And they said, okay, you keep working. And, And people were applauding that. Like what a great lesson to teach the kids. Now, interestingly, uh, both of his kids went into the same business he was in, and both of them spent all their time making money. And you look at it and go, why? Mm -hmm. What do you do at the end? So if you have a mansion, eh, good for you. If you have an expensive car, wonderful. If that's what you want, great, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you get to that, but you never have any time. Mm-mm. because you're always trying to figure out how to make more money, always out there working, et cetera. So no time for my wife, no time for my children, or your husband, as the case may be. What have you benefited? Mm-hmm. I mean, to be able to tell people, look how much I got? Yeah, but what value is it? Because the most important thing in the world is not having money. The most important thing in the world is to have someone who loves you, who will be there for you. I remember my friend Jimmy Allen, who was a great evangelist, uh, years ago talking about a guy that uh, the Ar- in Arkansas, a state trooper saw this guy. His car was pulled on the side of the road, and he was down in a ditch, and the ditch had water in it. And this guy had his wallet open, and he was throwing $100 bills into the water. And, and so the state trooper thought, you know, what in the world is this? And the guy was saying, I've got everything I want except happiness mm. because nobody loves me. Yeah. Ackworth, Georgia, several years ago, a guy was wearing shoes that cost more than my car. I mean, he had made a ton of money. And he said, I've got everything I want in life except one thing. And I said, what's that? He said, a loving family. Mm-hmm. I lost my wife and my children because money came first. We could repeat these stories a hundred, a thousand, a million times over. Because there are so many people out there who think that's the goal. Mm -hmm. I want to make as much money as possible. 
Now, Kimberly, let's talk about that. And then let's talk about the other side. Well, no, my husband or wife is not working all the time to get rich. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about both of those. Okay. So where you, well, let's, let's start, start with, with the people who just want to be rich. Yeah, I, it's that hamster wheel mentality. I mean, even the research that they look at, and I was reading this, I can't remember I was reading this in the past week, and it was just how many people who, once they get to that million, $10 million a year, which, I mean, shoot, that's a lot of money, right? That's a heck of a lot of money. <laughs> that's a yeah. lot of money. I don't know what that's like, but they they say the happiness decreases. Like, it it there's a there's a part, and I don't know where it is, but there's a part where you just keep chasing more and end up being more and more unhappy. And that's what I think of. They're they're chasing these things called success. I was in a business group a while ago, and one of the questions one day that I went was, you know, talk about what success has been in your life or or how you've been successful. And there were all these other people, men, I was the only woman in the group, but all these all these other men talking about career success. And when it got to me, I said, I think it just depends on how you define success because if success is defined as my family, my kids, like then I'll I'll tell you about the story of our adoption. I'll tell you about those things, but if you're wanting to know about career success and material success, like I don't know that I can bring anything to this conversation. And not and I can't even bring a ton to the conversation about family and success and all of that cuz we're still in the middle of it. Like we, you know, you're still young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, still young, but when people hear the word success, they think fame, money, fortune, wealth, all of those things. And I don't think that's what true success is. And mm. again, and there's a biblical premise here, which is what is it to gain the whole world and lose your soul? Mm-hmm. I read just the other day about this guy who was a really good guy, who won the lottery, a lot of money in the lottery. And before he died, he said he, if he could go back in a time machine, he would not buy the lottery ticket. Mm. because of the fact that all the misery it brought him. And so if you're chasing something, I think you need to stop and ask yourself, what is it? Is it to prove that you have value? Is that necessarily defined in cash? Is it to, to prove that you can outperform the other people around you? Is that so important to you that relationships fall into the, into the side where mm-hmm. those are not a big deal to you anymore? You see, I would think that I'd want my children to know their dad. Mm-hmm. That that my dad's here for me, my dad loves me, etc. Now I'm sure I did not do that perfectly. I was gone quite a bit when Kimberly was growing up because I was speaking all over the country for various events. Mm-hmm. And so, what I, one way I tried to balance that is we'd all go together. Mm-hmm. We'd get in a truck and drive all the way from Augusta, Georgia, to uh, places in New Mexico and, and Colorado. Colorado and Hawaii. places like that. We didn't drive there, but we flew to Hawaii. That's right. <laughs> it would have been a tough drive. Yeah. So, <laughs> and so it was like, but, but why? Because my family is more important to me than whatever success you want to measure. And so a story like you guys were sitting in the front row, my good buddy Lance Cooper and I, many years ago, were the top two representatives in America for a company. And they were only in America, so we were the top two representatives, period. We were sitting on the front row in, in our $1,000 suits, which this was years ago, so that would be like a $5,000 suit today. And and the guy got up and said, uh, I eat steak and my kids eat bologna. And the reason I do that is because if you eat steak, you sell like steak. And, and I'm doing this for success, and my kids just have to put up with it. And then he actually made the statement because greed 
is good. Oh, no. So Lance and I being the top two in the company, and that's why they had us on the front row, turned and looked at each other like you and Rob did. We didn't say a word. We just both stood up at the same time. Went back to our hotel room. We were rooming together, changed into our blue jeans, came back and sat down on the front row. Never discussed it. Never said a word on the trip over there to the room and back. It was like, no, mm-hmm. no, we are not going to do this. It's, it's, it's about family and relationships. And so if you are chasing success, whether that's being on the stage, on the screen, having tons of money in the bank, et cetera, what are you paying for that? What is it costing you in terms of relationships? And in the long term, is that really worth it? So now, Kimberly, let's talk about the other folks, because there are a lot more of the other. You know, i got to work two jobs just to pay the bills. I can't be there. I want to be. Yeah. But tough life right now. What about them? Man, that's a really hard place to be. It is a hard place to be. I I just, I think the first thing to do is to, I think you're in a better position there, maybe not situationally, but from a position of a heart stance, because you realize this isn't what you want. And Mm -hmm. in that case, uh, the honesty with your wife, with your husband, with your kids of, I like, we are working to get out of this. I want to be here with you and being upfront and honest about why you're working so much and why you're gone so much on the front end, I think is, makes it a little not better, but understanding that there's an end goal here. There's a reason this is happening and then working together as a family yes. to get through this hard time and get back to being with each other more on the other side. And that's exactly what typically happens, unless the one that's gone all the time, and it could be both parents, but unless the one that's gone all the time has just become so bitter that I've just got to make more money and and therefore I'm not going to make time for my family, you wind up with the same long-term situation as the people trying to make rich. It's like, mm-hmm. it, it's, this is not leading to better relationship. It's not leading to more love, which is why I love what you said about it needs to involve the whole family. See, we found a long time ago, I've read research about it and I've witnessed it in our own lives that in the tough times, when you can be honest with the, the everybody, including the, any kid who can understand it, you know, this is a tough time mm-hmm. and here's why we're doing this. So when we are together, mm-hmm. we've got to make the most of it. Yeah, And so let's plan our time together and understand that sometimes mom's going to be tired because she's working that second job. Sometimes dad's going to be worn out, but let's figure out how we can do things together. In those situations, almost invariably, the kids start chipping in. Yeah. You know, dad, all I want for Christmas is, uh, eh, give me an apple. Mm -hmm. Son, you mean the computer? No, dad, just give me an apple. That's all I want this year. And why? Because I want to help. Or, hey, dad, I found a job after school and, and I can make, you know, an extra 20 bucks a week here. I want to put it into the thing. And, and uh, as my friend Nick Stanay and, and Dr. John Dufresne, when they did their study on the strong families, which has been the largest study on that ever done in the history of the world, they found that when families work together like that to handle stress and crisis, the family becomes much closer. Mm-hmm. So they may not have as much time together because they have to work, but they really make the best of it mm-hmm. because they're sharing it. They're not hiding it from the children. They're involving the children. It's not, woe is me, the world is ending, so you scare the kids to death. It's like, let's just face reality. And now facing reality, we can do this together. And it really helps the family become much stronger. Yeah, it gives everyone a shared fate. And, you know, 
bringing the whole family in on that, then there could be, you know, a family time done in clipping coupons every Sunday, or, you know, how can we do a big yard sale? And it's all going to be seen and done with a different spirit than if it was just, you have to do this because we need money, right? It brings everyone in on trying to help things turn around. Exactly. And then it becomes like the kids even get involved where like, uh, we can't afford to, to go to Black Mountain, North Carolina and hike the trails, but there's a park over here. Yeah. We can, let's go hike those trails. It'll be just as much fun. Mm-hmm. So what are your priorities? That's the question. And we strongly recommend that your priorities become the people that you love and care about. And if you think, well, that's just me, then we hope that somehow you change because the people in your world are important. Your husband, your wife, your children, the people who love you, your brothers, sisters, friends. And it means that sometimes life will be tough. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it will, but you don't have to be rich to be happy. <laughs> and even when you're poor and eking things out, you can still be happy. If you don't believe that, go listen to any number of country music songs. <laughs> They'll make it clear. Now, how can we help? Yes, especially if if there's a disconnect in the priorities in a relationship where there's one spouse who's saying, nope, I just care about the money and the fame and the wealth and the other spouse is saying, but I want us to be happy again. And there needs and you're wanting help in how to come back together again, then our three day workshop is absolutely the best thing that the two of you could do together. And find, you can find out more about that by going to marriagehelper.com slash workshop and seeing how you can get started in attending that and in turning your marriage around to be a team again, to be able to face whatever may come together. Yeah. And if you're one of those families that's having to work the two jobs to make everything meet, there is scholarship money available on occasion. And, and we don't just give it to people who want a discount. <laughs> But people who actually have true financial need, we try to help as much as possible through a nonprofit organization. And we can help with that as well, because truly, we want to help. Well, Kimberly, thank you for inviting me onto Relationship Radio again. Can't have it without you. (laughs) At some point, you will. (laughs) One of these days, I'm going to get to actually rest. Thank you, folks, for being with us. We appreciate that. And we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Relationship Radio. Relationship Radio.